Perhaps it was because of the other town's closed borders and quarantine. Or perhaps it was because of Rosalind's wards. Or a certain quick-growing oak tree. Or the special broth made by another relocated goodwitch. Whatever the reason, not a single person west of the river was affected. Nor were the other villages that received the fleeing Charmont. And then, late one dire rainy night, long after Belle was put to bed, a third time after trying to read under her covers with a jar of fireflies, there was a knock on the door. Rosalind and Maurice looked at each other once and leapt up, expecting to see their dear old friend again. Instead, an unknown person stood hunched over in the cold, a pale and milky moon making his tired eyes seem even more sunken. You are to come to the castle at once. The king and queen would see you. We are no longer citizens of that fair kingdom, Rosalind said with a barely contained snarl. We do not need to obey any demands or requests of the rulers there. They hold my allegiance no longer. Maurice put his hands lightly on her shoulders, curiosity always stronger in him than outrage. What do they want? The man sighed. The disease which ravages the countryside is now inside the castle walls, killing royalty and servants alike. I don't... But Rosalind trailed off whatever she was going to say. Her anger deflated in the face of needless death and the worry in the messenger's eyes. Perhaps he too had a loved one who was sick. Rosalind looked back at Maurice. You should go he urged. People are in trouble, and you can see Alaric once you're inside the castle. That would be good. All right. My husband is a kinder man than I. Rosalind was suddenly swirling a warm gray cloak around her neck. But I shall make my own way there, just as you must make yours wherever you would go now. After she disappeared into the night, Maurice was left, somewhat awkwardly, with the exhausted messenger. Can't have you in, he said apologetically. Plague, and all. I could get you a cup of tea, which you could take with you as a souvenir. The castle was very different from the last time Rosalind had been there. Lights were dim and servants kept to the shadows, the deep chanting of priests echoed in the corridors. There was so much incense clouding the air, she almost couldn't breathe. The king and queen were on their thrones, looking tired. The boy prince was nowhere to be seen. Enchantress, the queen said, her voice a little scratchy but otherwise as firm as ever. You are forgiven for the high crime of breaking quarantine. In return... We would ask you use what powers you possess to secure the safety and health of our royal selves and the castle. Rosalind blinked. What? she asked, for once in her life at a loss for words. The queen stated it quite clearly, the king snapped. We have, out of the graciousness of our hearts, cleared you of illegally crossing the border to fly like a coward from our kingdom in distress. In gratitude, perhaps, you will fix this. 
He waved a hand vaguely around the room, trailing a handkerchief that no longer smelled of perfume and flowers, but of salts and bitter medicines, in hopes of warding off the plague. I am not a criminal, Rosalind stated as calmly as she could. I fled this nightmare of a place and live in a new one now, where no one smears insults on my door and my neighbors don't just disappear without investigation because of their background. You can forgive me of imaginary crimes or not as you like. I have no desire to come back here ever again, and your words are meaningless. Go fetch yourself a doctor and be done with it. The doctors who remain have been unable to effect any cure or treatment, the king added, choosing his words carefully. Frederic is apparently a gifted surgeon, but a terrible healer.